Claptrap, Episode 1, Get to Know Us. Hey guys, this is Kyle here. Uh, for this first episode, we kind of just wanted to do some biographical information about Josh and I. So we were just going to have a little conversation back and forth and just kind of bring some of our past details out so you guys can get to know us. So Josh, do you want to lead off with anything? Yeah, definitely. Uh, going on along with that same theme, like Kyle was saying, really, we're trying to talk to people who have expertise or in-depth knowledge of different hobbies and different things that maybe him and I weren't experienced to and just, you know, share share stories like that and reach a, a broader population here. But yes, kind of starting off, Kyle and I have been friends for a long time. So you'll notice that him and I have a lot of similarities kind of beginning off in the earlier years. And then we, we kind of progress and vary from each other in our later years here, as, as many people do. But we'll we'll start off with that. Kyle, do you remember how we met? So we first started off, we were around probably 10 or 11 years old playing baseball. We started off on different teams because Josh's team would always crush my team every time we played. And then later on, we joined forces. And then we ended up going to high school together. And then we went to college together at the University of Akron, both got degrees in mechanical engineering. And now we're both out in the workforce designing things that you people use every day. Or hopefully that you use every day. Yeah, yeah. So like you said, that's where we got started. I'm going to take us back to kind of where we where we began. We started off in sports, getting to know each other. Uh, that's That sport was baseball. For me, baseball growing up was probably my favorite sport. It was what I was into. I won a few state championships in Hot Stove. Never got into Little League just because in the area that we were at, Hot Stove was a big deal. And our teams actually did really well and had winning seasons every single year that, that I played. Apart from baseball, we also played football. Both of us played in a in a system called Little Leopards, which is like a developmental program for for kids growing up and wanting to play maybe leopard football which is the nickname of our of our high school and a little bit about our town they're pretty big into sports it is definitely a football town we love all sports there but there's a definitely a favor for the football team and there was always a lot of pressure to perform well in football so a lot of effort was put into into those sports growing up so then going on to college, being in the engineering program, one of our professors kind of put it best, engineering's not conducive to self-esteem. So you always had to be in the library doing work unless you wanted to just get steamrolled by the, the next exam. Oh, yeah. I'm going to cut you real quick off, too. I remember an orientation. I'm, I'm sure you'll remember this, too. I'll, I'll never forget it as long as I live. It's just like, first day orientation of engineering school it was like look to your left and look to your right look in front of you and look behind you all of those peoples aren't going to be on the graduation stage when you graduate and i was just like if that is an imitation like factor like I, I don't know what is like i was i was nervous that first day i was like man am i in the right am i in the right place but I knew that's that's kind of what I wanted to do and didn't realize what kind of stress and strain that was going to put me on through my career there, but definitely worth it. We were in an intense, you know, academic program. We still got to do quite a few fun things. Um, Hobby-wise, 
coming through college. We experimented making our own beer. I don't know exactly how well that turned out. I got one of those kits for Christmas that my parents got me, and I believe we attempted to make an American lager, and the results were not what you would expect. So when you're brewing beer, at one point you have to add sugar in when you're trying to get the fermentation process to get going. Well, I guess we added too much sugar. Our beer ended up tasting like apple cider. I definitely think the cerveza came out better. I don't know if everyone in our apartment would have agreed, but I remember having a few extra helpings of the cerveza compared to the lot of you. So then uh, after college, I think we both got into kind of more off the beaten path kind of things. And one thing for me was I got into beekeeping from a mutual friend of ours that I used to work with. I heard him talk with his dad about beekeeping. So just day after day, I started asking him questions and I decided, you know what, I'm going to give that a try. I'm going to get my own beehive. So then I, I bought one online and when you're starting out, you get like these little starter pack of bees and. And the place I had to go pick this thing up was in a farm about an hour away from my parents' house, which is where I was going to keep my hive because I was living in an apartment at the time. So I drive out to this farm and there's like a a path you had to walk onto to get to like this little store that they sold all this bee stuff at. And this path just had maybe like 20 beehives all along this. And there's just bees flying around everywhere while I'm walking down this path. So I turn in my receipt at the store and and the woman said, okay, just go out to the garage and someone will bring you out your, uh, your bee colony. So then the garage door opens and there must have been a million of these little bee colonies in there. And the guy is not wearing a suit, nothing. I'm a little freaked out. There's all these bees around. I, you know, I'm not used to that kind of thing yet. And this guy brings out this little cage. It's a little plastic cage and it's got a couple thousand bees inside. What I wasn't expecting is there's like a thousand bees on the outside of this thing. So he, he sees the look on my face and he just pounds the box on the ground and all the bees fall off. And he hands it to me and he's like, just carry it by the tabs and you won't get stung. I said, okay. So I start walking back to my car and I'm, I feel like I'm the Pied Piper. I just got this cloud of bees following me down this path back to my car. And the car I was driving was still my my college piece of junk. So the, the trunk wasn't working. So I couldn't throw this package of bees in the back. So I'm like, all right, what am I going to do now? So I throw it in the passenger seat beside me and I roll down the windows and all these bees that were following me, they, they started collecting in my car because they wanted to be around the queen or whatever. So then I had to drive over an hour home with all these bees in my car and they occasionally they would land on me and I have to flick them out the window. So that was a, that was my starting experience for, for beekeeping dude there's so many points of that story i'm just like ah heck no man like one i'm allergic to bees and two that's just like you're not wearing a suit at this point like they're all flying around like when you're trying to drive what happens if one like flies into your eye like i'm just like having anxiety over here just like listening to that story how many years did you end up keeping the bees I ended up only doing it two years because, like I said, I was living in an apartment and my mom really didn't like the idea of this bee colony being behind her house. So she ended up making me get rid of it. So my beekeeping experience was short lived, but it was semi successful. I would say I got, you know, honey from it. The honey was good, though, right? 
Oh, the honey was great. I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. We got, you know, a couple gallons here and there to use over the years, but we're done with that for right now. I'm trying to convince my wife maybe to get back into it, but we'll see. So are there any interesting hobbies that, that you had picked up post-college? Yeah, I wouldn't say they're as interesting as that for sure. Pretty typical of the Nashville scene. It's a big music scene down here, if, if you guys don't know that. Uh, mostly for country music because of Broadway, owned by all the country stars. But the nickname Nashville has is Music City, so actually you can find a lot of rock concerts here, EDM shows, um, rap shows. We, we kind of got a good mix here of everything that you can, you can find or have a taste for in music. Uh, but me specifically, I like electronic music. I, I like, you know, a lot of different kinds of music, but... In terms of my hobby, I, I was looking at DJing, so I went out and got some turntables, some mix tables, uh, started doing some some light mixing for, for club work practicing, and then ended up doing a few house parties that got pretty crazy, pretty wild. Uh, it was a lot of fun to do, but then I, I realized I started to get older. I was like, well, I either got to really get into this or I got to get into something else, and I, I chose to, to get out of it before the, the, party, the party life consume me too much there so then after that i was like well my music void was was you know i was missing a little bit there so my next dive into a hobby which i guess is more of a preference and something i enjoy doing rather than a hobby i do personally but i really got into some of the classical music so going to symphony shows going to plays where you hear classical music and really digging into some of that here in nashville we have a great symphony they do a lot of the very well-known stuff from beethoven and some of the other guys from germany and russia hear a lot of those they do things like the hot the harry potter theme like during halloween and stuff so it's 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 fun you know the company is is pretty pretty interesting there as well so that's kind of what i've been into after college awesome i guess uh one other thing that we kind of have in common is we've been whitewater rafting quite a few times uh down in the okoya river as well as the new river in west virginia i've done the new river probably five or six times now Yokoi River once that was down down in your neck of the woods oh yeah I hope hopefully we get to go here sometime soon I guess that is a another hobby I wasn't thinking about man that that's such a rush I am such an ad- adrenaline junkie definitely things I want to get into involve more adrenaline rushes and whitewater rafting being one of those um so like you said we both went to the Okoe, both went to the New River. You went to the, the New River a few more times than me, so I would say you're more experienced in that avenue. Uh, what did you like about whitewater rafting, and then what was your favorite spot to go and why? Well, I think my favorite spot to go, I'll, I'll answer that question first, was uh, the Okoe River, just based on our river guide. I think his name was Bo. He, he was a marine that uh, had just left the the service or whatever and he got into being a river guide and he was just a, a ton of fun just for laughs he decided he wanted to dump us out in one of the rapids so I got to go headfirst through a, a rapid swimming which is not all, the most fun experience at times yeah it was great obviously the best part about rafting is you know they, they have like a class system but that's more so how dangerous they are versus how fun they are but some of the ones where it seems like the there's like a parting of the red sea and you just like will go way down in, uh, into this wave and you just like hit so hard and like the whole boat goes flying forward and then it just like throws you back up i love doing that that's probably my favorite part 
Oh, I totally agree with you. That that's that's some awesome stuff. It's definitely definitely like oh gosh, like what's gonna happen? Even though like you're in a raft floating, like your brain forgets that you're like in the in the boat there for a second, and all that white water just like hits you in the face, and then you're like ah okay, we're good, and then you keep going. So yeah, that's definitely cool. One thing, you know, on that same subject of adrenaline and and white water rafting is one thing I definitely think sidebarring what I want to do as into the future is I still have never made it um, skydiving and I definitely want to do that I haven't been able to find anyone to go with me yet but regardless I want to I want to go so if any of you guys have been white water or white water rafting or skydiving you know let us know some of the comments of what you you thought about it or you know some of your experiences um, I'm definitely interested about some of that stuff as well all right, so as we approach the 15-minute mark here, we don't want to make this first episode here too long, so I will probably wrap it up. Um, do you have anything else you want to say before we go? No, I just want to say thanks for listening, guys. We look forward to, to seeing, hearing you guys uh, in our later episodes, and we will have some good stuff to share, so thanks for listening. <laughs>